Good morning, and welcome to this First Friday Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Joining you live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio studios here in Columbus, Ohio, this is Father Stosh Daly. And normally my co-hosts are Chuck and Joan Wilson, but today they are on vacation, a much-deserved time of rest and renewal. And I'm joined live in the studios today by Mr. Mr. Bill Messerly from St. Gabriel Studios and Catholic Radio, as well as Mrs. Emily Jaminette. So welcome to the show, Emily and Bill. Thank you. As we enter into this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus on this first Friday of the month of August, I invite you to join us as we enter into this hour by turning towards the morning offering prayer. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I highlighted at the beginning, I'm joined by two special guests this day on this first Friday, the month of August, a month dedicated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Bill and Emily, let's throw the ball to your side of the table. What uh, would you say is most significant in your life for the Sacred Heart? What has brought you here, other than the begging and pleading of <laughs> Chuck, Joanne, and Father Stosh? <laughs> what is it about the Sacred Heart that kind of has you know, kind of caught your attention and has motivated you to, uh, first of all, spend your life working for his kingdom? You know, I uh, grew up uh, with a, a home. My mom and dad had a special devotion to the Sacred Heart, um, the image of the Sacred Heart was outside of our bathroom, and with 12 children, uh, that was a place that was um, uh, a place of rest because you'd have to wait until you get into the restroom. So for me, uh, I've always had that beautiful image of uh, a glowing heart, uh, the love of mm-hmm. Jesus, and that uh, he was always by our side, literally and figuratively. So yeah. um, I've had that special devotion, and uh, here at St. Gabriel Radio, we've also uh, enthroned our station to the Sacred Heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And for us, it was a, a calming of a storm. We had been in operation for two and a half years, and things were tumultuous and uh, disunified. And um, we had to be humble and say, oh my gosh, what yeah. are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Where are we really <laughs> centered? And uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the enthronement, uh, placing heart, the heart of Jesus, the center of everything we do every day, um, was a turning point for us, and he honored his promise to give us peace. Which we all need, yeah. desperately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Emily, how about you? Well, good morning. Um, you know, I, I call myself third-generation Sacred Heart. <laughs> My grandfather uh, worked in the workshop in Cincinnati, the Men of the Sacred Heart, for um, his entire retirement, 30-plus years. And then my parents, Chuck and Joanne Wilson, got involved in uh, local ministry here with Sacred Heart Columbus. And they really um, invited me to be part of the mission. And it's something that was lived out within my home growing up. And now as a mother of seven, I realize how essential those graces are to welcome Jesus as your king, as your brother, as your friend, right in your very own home, and really ask him to purify your home, ask him to be a part of the parenting process. So um, just as I've been a part of other ministries and writing books, I see that this ministry is essential to all 
Catholic families, and it's very practical. It's one that's been introduced to us back from 1673. So it's, as a priest told me, um, over the 4th of July, it it, it even um, extends over the birth of America. So he was that's interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was considerate enthronement over in um, London. But I, I think it's something that we need to look at seriously and, and, you know, enjoy this hour and go a little deeper and the great thing about the Sacred Heart and even the Immaculate Heart is it never ends. You can keep going deeper into the heart and understanding how to live out these promises. You know, both of you highlighted that you you grew up in homes where the Sacred Heart was present and a lived reality. And, uh, of course, now both of you have your own households. You're uh, both you know married individuals. You have children. You have family. You're in the work world. You understand the needs of the church. You understand the needs of the family and especially the domestic church, the church in the home. Uh, you know, Bill, you highlighted how the Sacred Heart was in your home and all the kids had to, well, come to meet him one way or another while they were waiting, <laughs> you know, in the morning or in the evening. And then Emily, of course, you highlighted how your family has been involved in the apostolate of making sure the Sacred Heart is present for now three generations. You're the third generation. I mean, if someone is listening with us right now, of which there are many, uh, and someone's listening and they're kind of teeter-tottering, they're like, okay, first of all, I don't know what the Sacred Heart is, but I know... I know this voice talking to me through the radio right now, and I know it's like one Friday a month. I'm not really sure what the Sacred Heart is. And now they're trying to tell me, you know, I need the Sacred Heart in my home. You know, what are the, what are the words brought to you by the Holy Spirit to try to help them realize, okay, this is who the Sacred Heart is, and this is why he's needed. They're used to hearing the priest say it because I'm like in sales, not management. And this is the company line. You know, I'm like, you need the Lord. You need the Lord in your home. But, you know, as someone who grew up with the Sacred Heart— in your home, uh, you know, like what would be your top selling points saying, hey, I got to make a sale. I have to make sure that these these individuals who are listening understand the significance of having the Lord not just merely adored and venerated and worshiped in the mass, not just held close in my own heart and prayer or in those times of need, but I actually need the Lord in my home. Yeah. You know, what, what would you say to try to just to highlight your own experience, the treasure of who you are? I'm I'm not sure if uh, I'm in sales or management on this. <laughs> You're but, both. Uh, <laughs> You're both. That's a terrible job. <laughs> you answer to yourself. <laughs> um, I, I think that uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus is that visible sign of God's love, and that glowing heart. The the part of the Sacred Heart to me that speaks to me most is the beautiful face of Jesus and the glowing heart, um, the suffering heart. Uh, for me, is a little bit more of a warming up to, because mm-hmm. um, in our culture, we want everything to be rainbows. Right, and, um, right. It's not always rainbows, but uh, the love of Jesus has a visible sign in your home when you place that sacred heart image in the home, and each individual comes to agree that he is the Lord of your home, and he is the rock of your home, and he's going to be there to give you that peace. Well, that's that's a great point, Bill. And I just want to comment that um, at Sacred Heart Columbus and at enthronements.com, the larger network, which I've been very involved with, um, you see that when you welcome Jesus into your home, miracles can happen. Mm-hmm. And every day, you know, when I ask people who have enthroned their home to the Sacred Heart, who've been open to this devotion, like change begins to take place right in the fabric of their very own home where they thought that, you know, a lot of us, our heartache is in our home. It's not necessarily even our place of work. It's not in our place of even school. It's 
that's where our heart is breaking. And I love this devotion because it is a devotion that is timeless. It is a devotion that is a more than just even a tool in your toolbox. It is the heart of God wanting to come into your home, whatever your home looks like. If you, you know, the bigger the mess, the more Jesus can work when he's welcome. He's knocking and he's waiting to be let into our home. And I think about the words given to us by um, Jesus to St. Margaret Mary, where he says, Behold this heart which has loved so much but has received nothing but coldness, indifference, and ingratitude in return. And I think that's what we're doing here today, and that's the invitation to all the listeners to say, let's not be a part of the coldness and the ingratitude, but let's welcome Jesus and see what can happen. And that's the hope of the new evangelization. That's really what drives this entire ministry and for each one of us to see that Miracles are happening. They are happening every day when Jesus is welcomed into your home. And I, I'm living it, I'm experiencing it, and I'm seeing it. You know, we have, uh, for now, well over a year, we've been very blessed to have on the first Friday of the month, this radio show, this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And we highlight the power of the Lord, the significance of His love for each one of us, and that's for all of us. There's no one that is beyond His love or forgotten by His love. And one of the more beautiful things that uh, always comes to my mind is, you know, he didn't come down and say, okay, I want to be emperor of the world. So name me as such. <laughs> he didn't. And in our own age, he didn't say, okay, I need to be uh, president or chair of the United Nations or vote for me for the White House. I mean, which I would definitely vote for. The <laughs> I would definitely vote for him, by the way. Just throw that out there. You know, I would definitely vote for Jesus. Um, but what does he say? He goes, I want to be in your home. And he really, he basically pushes against our boundaries because it's like, okay, I'll vote for Jesus as president. I'll vote for him to be chair of the United Nations. Fine. I'll give him the whole world, but my home is mine. And so the Lord goes straight after what we think is ours. He wants what we call mine. And he wants that because he knows when we cling to our home, what happens? We start to hide stuff there. We start to you know shove it in the closet. And then when the closet gets full, we decide this room is for all of this stuff. And then pretty soon our, our own home just becomes shrouded in darkness, uh, despair. A lot of times we're overwhelmed with shame. Sometimes it's real and sometimes it's just self-imposed. But the Lord wants to be in the home. He doesn't want to just be in the world. And he definitely doesn't want to just be in the church. He wants to be in our homes. And... I remember just a couple of days ago, a priest was calling, uh, just to, kind of struggling with some of the things going on in the world. And I had to challenge my brother. It's like, you know, when's the last time you actually visited our Lord in the tabernacle when no one was there? It was just him. It's very easy for us priests to go and pray and genuflect and kneel there in adoration when someone's watching, because we know that's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Okay, I'm a priest. I'm supposed to pray. I'll get brownie points by praying. No. When did you go and visit the Lord when no one else was there other than just him? And it had been a while, as he admitted. And then it's like, okay, now, where is he in the rectory? Well, we don't have a chapel in the rectory. That's not what I asked. You know, where is his heart in the rectory? Um, and he said, well, our particular rectory has a couple of suites, and so we each have our own. Said, well, then where is he in your private quarters? You know, and there was no answer. And it's like, he wants to be there as much as he needs to be in the church. And as much as we need to go and visit him in the church when no one else is watching, no one else is keeping track or keeping record— we also need to make sure we are open to him visiting us in our home, in our private quarters. And so, you know, if you're listening out there, if you're tuning in to the Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month of August, 
you know, and you're just thinking about everything that's going on, or perhaps you're stuck in traffic, or you're waiting for that light to turn green and just make progress in another block, the challenge is being thrown out to you. You know, the Lord wants to be in your home. He wants to be in your car. He wants to be in your heart. It's not enough to acknowledge that the Lord is in the world. You know, it's not enough to acknowledge that he is present among us in the Eucharist, because that Eucharist in the Eucharist, he wants to dwell within us. Those powerful words of the Gospel of John, remain in me as I remain in you. Well, how do we get the Lord to remain in us? We receive him in Holy Communion. But how do we remain in him? We seek him out. We bring him into our homes. We bring him into our private quarters, if you will. Uh, you know, Bill, you work with St. Gabriel Radio. You are used to the media side of evangelization. Uh, and Emily, you're involved in so many apostles and ministries. I don't even know all of them. I mean, every time I get an email from her, it's like, she's got like five more. How is this humanly possible? And both of you know that these are um, challenging times, critical times, exciting times. I mean, people are like in the vision of St. John Bosco. They are in the waves of the ocean that is turbulent. The storms are here. And we have this incredible, what we call the bark of Peter, the church. You know, and at the center of the church, we have the beauty of Christ. And so our job is to kind of pull people in, get them out of those turbulent waters and bring them into the boat that is the church and bring them to Jesus. You know, what are some of the challenges, but also I would say the consolations that is afforded to someone who sees uh, where people are at in life and sees what they need and sometimes understands they don't even get it. You know, the people are wandering around, you know. Uh, where do you find the challenge and where do you find the consolation in having the Sacred Heart and so close uh, intimacy with you in your own prayer life? Well, first of all, Father, what a beautiful challenge that you gave to one of your brother priests to challenge him to think mm, about sure. where Jesus is in his rectory and where yeah. he's in his mind. And a lot of times the physical is a representation of where he is mentally and with Absolutely. our heart. Yeah. And what a great challenge to all of us as we listen to that. Um, are we placing Jesus, someone who so desperately wants to love us and to bring his love into our family, are we asking him to be there? And that's what the enthronement of the Sacred Heart is. The word enthronement simply means a ceremony, mm-hmm. simple ceremony. And if you call 614-459-4820 right now, we can have somebody get your information and we can send you a brochure because you'd ask about challenges. And Emily, you'll, you'll have your own challenges for our family when we enthroned our home to the Sacred Heart You'd think it'd be really easy. I'm the director of St. Gabriel Radio. I'm a, you know, a daily communicant. Uh, I pray the rosary. This would be an easy thing. It, it really wasn't for us. It took us a couple of years to really take that step. And, and uh, some of it was timing. Some of it was other excuses and, 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 and good reasons. But um, we can send you a brochure. It's really simple. And it might help you talk with your spouse about the Sacred Heart. Because you might have been hearing about the Sacred Heart here on St. Gabriel through Father Stosh and Chuck and Joel Wilson for months and months and months, and your your spouse hasn't heard that same information. You've had time to warm up to it. Right. So yeah. so be be courteous and, and charitable to your spouse and allow them to read about the Sacred Heart, to see that this is a step not just now in your own brokenness that you can take, um, you know, he, he doesn't—I'm uh, not sure if I can say the, the quote right, but he doesn't um, appoint those who are already qualified. He yeah. qualifies those who are appointed. And he's asking you to uh, put Christ at the center of your home. And this is the devotion that he's given to St. Mary Alaco, and he's, he's given those really specific designs, and it's so simple. 
I, I really enjoyed what you said, Bill, and, and Father, because the fact is, is that families are struggling. Let's be honest. I mean, divorce rates over 50 percent and Catholic are not exempt from the sufferings of society. And I think that's a starting point with acknowledging that we're no one's exempt from the spiritual warfare, these these turbulent times. And so we need to go to the heart of Christ and we need to really enter into the heart of Christ and welcome him in and put the light on our, you know, put take your light outside the uh, the bushel basket and and let him be a part of it. And that's my big prayer as a parent. I was saying um, to another mom yesterday why I am so passionate about this ministry is because the Sacred Heart wants to reveal what's going on in your very own home. Right. And as a parent, you know, it's one thing when our head's under the sand or we're, our head is deep in, in our work, our head is deep in our Facebook account, and we're kind of checking checked out. But he's inviting us to check back in with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the encouragement and with grace to deal with what you need to deal with. So um, practically for our enthronement, it was, about five years ago when we enthroned and, you know, my parents kept encouraging us to do it. My mother even found my images. <laughs> so when somebody buys your antique images that are pre-blessed, I'm sure. No pressure. A, yeah, no pressure. And they're large. They're beautiful. But but I'm like, oh, great. Okay, we're going to do this now. But even for us, we had our own challenges, even though we're both practicing the faith and everyone's going to have challenges. Don't think you're exempt from challenges to take that step forward to say yes to enthronement. But the graces started flowing. There was new desire for prayer. There was better communication, better parenting. And there are a lot of times I bring the kids before the image and I say, Jesus is welcome here. This is not a place where sin is permitted. And as father has said, the house needs to be purified. And, um, I just invite everyone to be a part of this amazing experience. So another person said to me recently, she said, I I thought about it for two years. And then these nice ladies called the missionaries of the cigarette heart, which we haven't even <laughs> talked about, these 80 missionaries right here in Columbus, Ohio, that want to be a part of the enthronement. And I hope you're listening, missionaries, because she said to me, this woman kept asking me when I wanted to schedule it, and I kept putting it off. I kept putting it off because my problems were big, and I was embarrassed. And then finally, their persistence, I said yes, and she said it was the very best decision I ever did. The marriage was strengthened. We had the grace to overcome. You know, addiction was identified. I mean, yeah. three couples have said addiction was identified shortly after the enthronement, and then graces were provided. So, you know, as we talk about miracles can happen, they can truly happen, and they can happen right in your very own home. This is not something, you know, as Bill and I are involved in lots of ministries that that minister to the person maybe outside the home at conferences, you know, being an author, blogging, you're reading, but this is a actual grace that's provided. So please visit sacredheartcolumbus.org, our national organization that feeds these other apostolates. And if you're listening to us through the internet is enthronements.com. You know, hear these testimonies, get back to us and share these testimonies because they're real. So it's, it's very impacting. I think one of the challenges for so many of us, all of us, is to have authentic relationships and very life-giving friendships. And, uh, and so many of us suffer from doubt. You know, is someone actually telling me what they really believe? Or you'll have an awesome conversation, you leave it, you go on to you know, your next thing, and then the evil one just starts throwing thoughts. Did they really mean that? 
I mean, did, are those words really sincere? Uh, is this, are they really going to follow through on what they said they're going to do? Or am I going to have to double back and carry their load too? And, you know, and so we're all plagued with those kind of doubts and suspicions. And unfortunately, the culture feeds that because we're, we're so used to inauthenticity, you know, inauthentic messages and people getting up there just to say whatever needs to be said to get, get it done. Um, but the Lord is not like that. You know, when we when we open our hearts to the Lord, we start we start to realize there is going to be that wrestling match. There's going to be that wrestling match, and that's what we call sanctification. You know, it's like okay, I have to make sure I mean what I say and I say what I mean. I'm going to be sincere, and He also not only helps us be sincere, He gives us this incredible patience to deal with others, you know, <laughs> especially as they're along their own process and path of sanctification and sincerity. And that patience is so incredibly important, the patience in the family home. You know, so many times we go home after being out and about in the, during the day, and there's no patience left for the very people who are there to walk with us in life. You know, the married couple, okay, they are each other's path to holiness. They are each other's path to the Lord. But by the time they get to see each other again at the end of the day, there's no patience left. <laughs> and you don't just become the path of the Lord. It's just like, you are Calvary. You know? <laughs> and it's like, well, that's I was supposed to be your path to holiness and like resurrection and the glory of heaven. And all you see is the cross. You know? <laughs> but that's that lack of patience. And, you know, the Lord, he brings that patience. He brings that mercy into our homes and uh, especially into our relationships. And I think one of the reasons why he is so generous and giving us that patience and mercy is because as we open our lives and our home to the sacred heart of Jesus, he gives us that grace to see people as he sees them. And we stop demanding perfection and we start aiding in holiness. You know, And I think that's something very beautiful because we realize the Lord is not asking me to be perfect. He's asking me to be united to him in holiness. It's like that beautiful line, he meets us where we are, but he doesn't leave us there. You know, everyone's really big into, well, God loves you as you are, who you are, where you are. That's true, but he doesn't want to leave you there. He loves you too much to just leave you there. He wants you to bring bring you closer to the glory of heaven. And that's the power of the heart. You know, when you see the heart of Christ in your home, when you behold the heart of Christ in the Eucharist, you know, he's calling you, he's beckoning you to himself. And if there's that hesitation, if there's that moment of, I'm not good enough to be here, you know, that's basically pride just kind of pulling you away because it doesn't want to be uprooted. You know, it doesn't want to make room for the Lord. It doesn't want to, that darkness does not want to make room for the light, but the light of Christ will never be outdone. And uh, Emily, you work on something called the Friendship Project, and it is rapidly spreading. It's bearing incredible fruit. But as someone who works with so many people on restoring authentic friendships and making sure the friendships are real and they're open to the beauty of God being revealed to them through the people closest to them, where do you see the sacred heart as far as you know how to relate to people and how to have others relate to you? What a great question because um as you mentioned that the sacred heart is goes hand in hand with friendship but first we have to befriend Christ. You know, we have to have that authentic relationship with the Lord where and and we are craving his love and from his love we can go forth and be charitable and patient and loyal and generous and provide hope for other people it needs to be rooted in something so much bigger than us and this is a devotion that is one that has 
you know, rooted in the very beginning of Christ walking on the earth and his reaction, his relationship and how he interacted with other people. You know, I love the first time father said, may our homes be a little Bethany. Like Mm -hmm. that's a very powerful description. And for many people, their homes are, are including my own home, very chaotic at times. You know, I came in late last night from being out of town and my laundry room, there's laundry everywhere. Someone, you know, rummaging and, and I could have turned to anger. I could have turned to this this point of being like, I'm being walked on, nobody appreciates me. But those feelings are ones where, you know, don't don't breed holiness and they don't help. Instead, you instruct your children on, you know, how to be in the laundry room, number one. You, you set up good boundaries. But I also realized that um, compassion, that heart is compassionate with me and I need to be compassionate with others. Um, one of the things that really is very special about this devotion. A lot of people say, well, Emily, you wrote a book on uh, divine mercy. I mean, you got divine mercy, you got these different devotions, different saints, but this is the heart of Christ. And this is a devotion that has beautiful promises associated with it. And I think for family life, the first three all go so well together. Um, I will give them the graces necessary for their state in life. Number one, number two, I will give peace in their families and number three, I love, I will console them in all their troubles. So, I mean, these are things that Emily Jaminette did not just make up. These are things that were given. These words were given to us from Jesus to St. Margaret Mary Alacoy. And as someone, I was reading, someone said, and they've been lived out in ordinary people's lives, approved by the church and their gospel promises. So this peace is not that my laundry room is going to be perfect. (laughs) It will not. I'm not very good at that um, with seven children, but that I will be able to be better at dealing with these matters and that we can keep God's peace in our home and not turn to anger or frustration or pride or that we really are rooted in the, the heart of Christ. Yeah. I I think, you know, one of the things that, uh, is so powerful and it needs to be digested by each one of us is uh, the troubles in life. We each have the troubles and it can be uh, a breakdown in communication among spouses. It can be a lack of trust between neighbors. It can be coming home and finding the laundry room is in absolute chaos. And you're saying, why didn't anyone take care of this while I was away? You know, it could even be the dishwasher that's just loaded. You turn it on and then you come back two hours later to find out it broke and leaked all over your kitchen. You know, <laughs> that's wonderful. Not at all, actually. But you get that patience from the Lord and you just, I like I said, it, it finds that perspective, that proper perspective. And you just invite the Lord to be present. And, uh, you know, in the home and friendships, but also in businesses, you know, we're coming to you live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And as Bill highlighted at the beginning of the hour, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio did the enthronement of the Sacred Heart over the radio station. So it's not just a reality for the home. It's a powerful reality for the home. You know, as Emily highlighted, the Lord wants our homes to be a Bethany, a place where he can find rest and peace, but also where he can find family. He wants us to be his family. He does not come to us as like the, gen- the general looking for soldiers. He comes to us as the brother who's looking for a family, the Lord who's looking for disciples, the ones who profess him by name. And for those of you who perhaps work in a place where you have the opportunity uh, to enthrone your place of employment or your cubicle to the Lord, you know, make him present there. Uh, we all know how difficult it is to go into a place of work where it's like, oh, I need the patience to deal with this personality, <laughs> you know, working with the general public. Well, that's, that's what we call a gift. 
that's not ever wrapped nicely. <laughs> so, you just never know what's going to come in when you're working with the general public. And we need that patience, a patience that is absolutely divine in origin, and to bring the Lord into a very practical way into our place of work. If you're a teacher and you have a classroom, and, you know, and these are the last few of your glory days of the summer, you know, you're looking ahead and you're thinking, Lord, I just need to entrust these children to you because they are loved by you more than they can ever be loved by me. They'll be instructed by you more than they'll ever be taught by me. And it doesn't matter if you're in a Catholic school, a private school, or a public school. If you are a believer, you can bring the Lord into that home just by evoking his holy name, you know, making his heart present. And though you may be in a school where you're not allowed to profess faith, you can still entrust those souls to the Lord. And you can say, Lord, I am yours, and wherever I am, I want you to be. And the children I go to, they are yours as well. Well, I just want to comment briefly that we actually have manuals. So as fathers um, speaking about this idea of entrusting schools, parishes, organizations, businesses, we actually have the tools for you to make it really easy. And we have, you know, these websites at sacredheartcolumbus.org and thromans.com. We have the ability to get you these manuals that you could present to a business owner. You could present to a principal. You could present, you know, to your pastor and say, can we enthrone the parish to the sacred heart? And um, a lot of times the laity don't realize how influential they can be. You know, um, recently I've received a lot of emails with parents wanting to enthrone schools that's a wonderful way to get a school enthroned is when a parent says, I'd like to be a part of this and I want to see this happen. And we have these 80 missionaries here in Columbus, Ohio, waiting to be accessed to help you. We And it's something that then, like we mentioned, the miracles can take place. So I just want to even highlight, we have a 22-page beautiful manual with the prayers, with the instructions and volunteers, aka missionaries, there to help you. Very good. And as we bring to a close this first segment of the Sacred Heart Hour, brought to you live here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, if you've heard something that has kind of uh, spoken to your heart, maybe brought consolation, or maybe kind of exposed that area of uh, a need for healing or an area of growth, we invite you to please, uh, you know, check out, Google, search Sacred Heart Columbus, uh, look up the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, call into St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, where we can provide you from, uh, some information, and uh, also, you know, if it's at all possible, continue on with us in the Sacred Heart Hour. And as we bring to a close this first segment, I invite you to please join me as we commit ourselves once again to the Lord. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive our sins. Teach us to see you and the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Amen. Christians in the Holy Land are fighting a daily battle to remain in the land of their ancestors, the very place where Christ established his church. The Christian population is dwindling due to pressures from all sides in the ongoing strife in the Middle East. Our brothers and sisters need our support to maintain a presence in the Holy Land. 
Cradling Christianity is dedicated to providing that support. This year's annual dinner for the Holy Land Christians will be held Thursday, September 13th at St. Charles Preparatory School. The keynote speaker will be Denise Marie Scalzo, a recipient of the Papal Award Pope Leo XIII's Gold Cross of Honor for her years of work in the Holy Land. Learn more about this important mission and make reservations to attend by contacting Chuck or Venetia Bramlage by email at chuckbramlage at gmail.com or by phone at 314-691-3547. Mater Dei Academy, dedicated to the propagation and defense of the Catholic faith using the classical model for academic excellence. Details online at materdayacademy.org. That's materdayacademy.org. Hi, I'm Michael Hammerley. I'm a seminarian for the Diocese of Columbus, and I'm happy to announce the first Quo Vadis Retreat. Quo Vadis is a discernment retreat for young men entering grades 9 through 12. It is led by priests and seminarians of the diocese and is supported by the Office of Vocations. It will include sports, talks about the priesthood, mass, and adoration. The retreat is August 13th through 15th at the St. Peter and Paul Retreat Center. To register, click on the Quo Vadis button on stgabrielradio.com. Adam Pasternak delivers high-quality website solutions for businesses, personal portfolios, weddings, and more. To craft your site, contact Adam Pasternak at adam.pasternak at gmail.com. Good morning, and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. It's the first Friday of August, and as it's the first Friday, a month dedicated to reparation to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have this hour focused on our Lord, His Sacred Heart, and His deep and abiding love for each one of us. Keeping in mind our prayer before the Lord in this Sacred Heart Hour, here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite you to join us in praying for the intention of our Holy Father, Pope Francis. For the month of August... Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has entrusted to our prayers the intention that any far-reaching decisions of economists and politicians may protect the family as one of the treasures of humanity. Keeping this intention close to our hearts, let us turn to the Lord's sacred heart. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in temporal needs, your blessings in all that we do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bill and Emily, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, has called to mind for each of our attention that the family is one of the treasures of humanity. And he's asking all of us to pray that those who are in charge of the economy and in charge of governments will work to maintain that focus on the family. The family is the treasure of humanity. Of course, as Catholic Christians, we acknowledge that the family is the domestic church. Uh, John Paul II, that beautiful Holy Father and now saint, he highlighted that the family is truly the building block. It's the foundation of uh, civilization, of society. And how beautiful and how perfect that we're working hard to make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacred heart is at the center of the family, so that that family is strong, and that given all of the challenges and difficulties and also invitations 
to grow and to become successful, that the family still maintains the presence of the heart of Christ at the center of their home. The family that is not just a mom and dad and kids, the family that can be the empty nesters, the family home that can be an individual living on their own. That family home is the place where Christ is supposed to dwell and rest. And as we uh, keep in keep in mind and in prayer, this intention given to us by Pope Francis, we look ahead to this month of August, a month dedicated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, but it's also an incredible month of transitions. You know, where most of us are looking at what's coming and we don't like what we see, you know, <laughs> especially all of our students out there. They know what I'm referring to. You know, they're waiting for that bell to ring. But in a month of transitions, a month of progress, a month of having to prepare for the months to come, you know, it's a perfect opportunity to make sure the Lord is there and that we have his peace. You know, what comes to your minds when you think of August? <laughs> Wow, I know that uh, you know Emily was talking during the break about uh, you know school coming up. Uh, we we have one of our four daughters that are still in in school, so we we're on the tail end of things. But it is a, a transition time for all of us. It seems like everybody in the in the business world starts to ramp up in August, <laughs> and, and every yeah. business person you talk to is uh, tired and worried and uh, planning and and working and. And I think that that's a particularly good time to reroute yourself and reconsecrate your your family uh, to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and to remind yourself that when you you see that um, that beautiful rendering of Christ's love for you and the family, and that He wishes to bring His love to your family, that you say um, a quick aspiration to Jesus, something like uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in You, and to say those things throughout the day, so that you can reroute yourself into the real. Uh, font of life right. and not all the busyness of world. Absolutely. And for those of you, like Bill highlighted, those of you in business, you know, a lot of people bring their fiscal year to a close in June and start up again in July. And so it's like, okay, we're starting fresh. You know, <laughs> we're starting fresh. Uh, some even have their fiscal year go to the full. I think like the U.S. government's on that cycle. Who gets to operate like that? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and others are in January. So if you're that individual and you're looking at the bottom line and you're looking at having to plan the budget, and or the budget's already begun for the next year, you know, this is a very practical rubber hits the road. You know, where is the Lord in these plans? That's right. You know, where is the Lord in alleviating that pressure and stress? You know, people are literally going mad today, going crazy, you know, on the brink of insanity because they all of this pressure and stress on their shoulders. And it can be the budget. It can be fiscal planning. It can be the fiscal year. In the home, it can be just trying to make sure that the bills get paid. You know, that we can make it to the end of the month and there's food to provide. We can pay the utilities. I mean, in all of this incredible, uh, these moments of and opportunities of stress, you know, the Lord is there. And oftentimes we just kind of leave him at Mass on Sunday. So whether that's the transition you got to juggle in the month of August, you know, the Lord is Lord. So let him be, you know. So, I mean, as a family, I mentioned seven children, 18 to two. I have six children going back to Catholic schools this <laughs> wow. year. I mean, just a few backpacks, just right? A just few a few backpacks, <laughs> some markers and a two-year-old at tow. But, you know, it can cause a lot of anxiety and it is a step forward. Did I make the right decision where my kids are going to school? Did I make the right decision? You know, we can think this way. Did I make the right decision with with um, how I can... Um, went about planning their summer or planning the future. And yet it's really not, did I is, am I open to God's will? And that's such a different way to view the world. If I constantly thought, did I, did I, did I, that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of anxiety. That's a lot of pressure on my family unit that can't handle any more pressure. But if when we are in 
constantly praying and discerning God's will for our family, that's when that miracle can happen. And I think about the prayer Father opened this session with. That's a very beautiful prayer. You can come right to St. Gabriel. You can get a prayer card with that. We have a prayer cards. We give these out constantly wherever we are at any event at Sacred Heart Columbus. And we can e- you can even order them right on our website or download it on our website. But this prayer, I, I turn to that prayer for all of my family needs because God wants to help you in your temporal needs. Um, it's the prayer I started praying with, how am I going to pay for this Catholic school tuition, Lord? Yeah, you know, yeah. um, as mm-hmm. the family is the treasure, we need to um, recognize that our family is our treasure and that the Lord loves our family more than we love. So I call that my uh, school prayer. That's the one I pray. And, and we need to um, role model to our children, especially the structure the Sacred Heart gives us, the order he wants to give in our family. This is a great opportunity to clean out, to declutter closets and things that are weighing us down, excess that you don't need. And um, that baggage needs needs to go. So, you know, before you embark on this next month, you know, consider definitely getting to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. One of the wonderful aspects about this First Friday devotion is we are also called to go to confession, to go to reconciliation, to seek that that healing that can take place from our Lord. And then be that bridge of healing to our families. So in this time of transition, um, definitely remember to apologize and to seek out that forgiveness and build stronger relationships with the people you love. And make peace with make, the Lord. Yep. I mean, I'm thinking back, and I, I, I don't know how my mom did it. Yeah, Three kids. <laughs> with you. <laughs> there is that too. Yes, thanks, Bill. Speaking of reconciliation, <laughs> we're going public now with our confessions, apparently. So welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. <laughs> But I, I don't know how, I mean, I think of how she did it, and I, I, I just look and wonder in awe, you know, get, having to get three children ready for school at the beginning of the school year. And, of course, you know, there's that pressure. Everything has to be new. Oh, you got to have new shoes, new socks, of course, new uniforms or new clothes. It's a public school, you know. Everything has a new backpack. And I, I think back, and it's just like when, we, when I was in seminary, you know, you just made use with, made do with what you had and use what you had. And if your pencil was worn down to a stub, then you got another pencil, you know. But I think back and it's like, how much did we waste? Because it had to be new. The markers were perfectly fine. The crayons, they were barely used. But we had to get a new box of them, you know. And then, of course, we immediately flip them open and find out which colors were new and which ones disappeared, you know. (laughs) And then lament as a six-year-old, where's my blue? But the fact of the matter is there's that temptation to have everything new. And I think that's one of the temptations that easily pushed our Lord out of our lives is he wasn't new enough. Mm. And it's, you know, we are called to make do with what the Lord provides. And oftentimes we don't want what he provides. We want what we think is needed. And truly, it's just a want, not a need. And, uh, you know, if you're that mom or dad out there, if you're that grandma or grandpa and you're helping the kids get ready for school and you can identify with that temptation to have to have everything brand spanking new, you know, like Emily said, it's an opportunity to basically teach a powerful lesson on how to stay humble. Um, how if it's something is perfectly good, why can't it be used just because it's not new? I mean, the Lord is older than all of us combined, but his love is completely refreshing. It's not new, but it's refreshing. And uh, there's so much stress out there and there's that need for peace. And uh, I love what Emily said. It's a beautiful opportunity to opportunity and time to kind of instill an opportunity. It's like we're going back to school 
uh, let's all go to confession as a family. We're going back to school. Let's renew our family covenant with the sacred heart of Jesus. Let's make sure that the Lord is present. And for those of you who are the guardians and the parents and the adults, you know, we all know what it's like to want peace in that place where our children are going. We need peace there. And the only person who can bring that peace is the Lord. So to first bring the Lord into our home and to have that enthronement, acknowledge Jesus as the king, brother, and friend in the home, have him bring peace into the family. So that way the children are in their own way messengers of peace. You know, they're not so easily disturbed or um, unsettled by the harshness of words that they hear. You know, and we all know how cruel those words can be. I love what Bishop Campbell says, you know, we were all kind of uh, duped by that rhyme. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's actually terribly wrong. We will always recover from the sticks and stones, but the words, those like haunt us, you know? And so when we hear those words, you know, what do we balance that with if not the words spoken to us by the Lord? You know, I want to remain in you. I want to remain in you. I want to be with you. He wants to be in our homes. And if you've already done the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, this month of August is a powerful opportunity to renew, to bring everyone back before the Lord. Uh, you know, so many of our families and so many of our households have loved ones in the military who are not there with them because they're in service of the country. Bring that brother, that sister, that dad, that mom, that son or daughter, that uncle or aunt, bring them to the Lord by name by just going to the image of the Sacred Heart and saying, we belong to you. We are yours, you know? If you have children who are graduating or have graduated high school and going off to college for their freshman year or returning to college before they leave the home, you know, a lot of them are coming home for a few days after their internships or summer jobs, you know, just have them pray with you. A beautiful, simple, yet powerful Hail Mary. Bring them before the Lord and trust them to Our Lady in this month of the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady of Mary. Renew that covenant with the Lord. Bring him into your home. And, uh, you know, as the three of us have spoken, a lot of times, uh, for a variety of reasons, it can be terribly intimidating to do the enthronement. If you find yourself in that position, you're just not sure where to go, we invite you to call St. Gabriel Radio and find out some more information. Look us up, uh, Sacred Heart Columbus, uh, enthronements.com. You can go to a couple different websites. Um, But the other thing is, if all of this seems a bit too much, I just invite you, go to Mass on the first Friday. Just go to Mass. That's today. And it's today, yeah. And there's uh, a variety of opportunities in the area uh, to go to Holy Mass. If, you know, Mass doesn't work, as I told a fellow earlier this morning, visit our Lord in the Tabernacle. You know, there's this really, really long word with a very, very brief meaning. It's called reparation, which just basically means make peace with Jesus, you know. Make peace with Jesus on behalf of those who are only violent towards him or who ignore him or who insult him. Make peace with the Lord. Uh, And if we can make peace with him, he will give us that grace to then be able to make peace with others. Uh, In this time of transition as well, this month of August, you know, the weather is so beautiful. It's so nice. We've been blessed. And uh, it's just an opportunity to kind of take stock of God's creation, all that he has given to us, everything. I mean, he's provided so much. And all he asks of us in return is our hearts. Is our hearts, you know? Um, as we look ahead, you know, and we're considering this, you know, um, what has struck the two of you about First Friday? You know, as you've learned more about the Sacred Heart Devotion, the opportunity for Mass, confession, adoration. I mean, is there anything that's really kind of hit you through 
uh, your growth and knowledge of the devotion to the Sacred Heart about the power of the First Friday. Well, I, I guess I can speak to, you know, this morning's Mass, uh, you know, Thank God uh, that we have masses early in the morning, and we can sure. attend mass. But you know, and where was that? Where did you go? St. Paul. St. Paul. Six forty in the morning. So that's good a nice, to know for people a, who are in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a nice uh, mass to go to. But today's reading, I think, folds into the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, and and maybe what might be putting the brakes on in your head in in taking the step to call St. Gabriel at six one four four five nine four eight twenty and request a brochure that very simply reviews how easy it is to put Christ at the center of your home with a uh, picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But, you know, today's reading was that Jesus went back to his homeland and he wasn't accepted. Mm. And I think that you'll probably find that in your head, as in my head, and maybe you won't in yours, but uh, I was always objecting in my own head, the rest of the family doesn't want to do this. The rest of the family is too busy. The rest of the family already says they, they're all in. Um you know, that maybe a family member would be um, negative towards this. And you start to uh, do that wrestling that you talked about, uh, that wrestling match in your head, uh, before you actually try it. So try it a few times with your spouse. Educate uh, your spouse. And if you're a man, take responsibility to maybe for the first time in a, in a while uh, to be the spiritual head of your family and go to your wife and let her know that you'd like to place Jesus at the heart of your home. Mm-hmm. That's that's wonderful, Bill. I was actually at 630 Mass at St. Andrews. It's a beautiful Mass. It's actually really well attended, um, and it, it was over by 705, so it's a, another opportunity on any day of the week to go to early in the morning. And I think about really w- the one promise that we're really highlighting is the ninth promise. I will bless the home in which the image of the Sacred Heart shall be exposed and honored. And for many of us, we might have said, I exposed the image, I put him on the wall, he's here. But it's that honoring is the ongoing act of going deeper into relationships. And I think about honor your mother and father. How many times have I had to say that? And my heart has been broken because the kids aren't honoring me. They're not respecting what I'm saying. Your kids They're, don't honor you uh, no, all the time? No, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I they, hate to be sarcastic, I, I know, but the, I know I, I know live that, that they, as well. <laughs> you know, and I'll say, I know you love me. I, right. know, I don't exactly. doubt your love for me. Yeah. But the honor yeah. is the respect I I need and I deserve because God's put me as your mother in, in this world. And I think about the enthronement. Um, two things I want to briefly highlight is that we ask the head of the household, whoever that head of the household is, you know, and it could be the grandma that's raising the children. It could be the father of the home. Um, it could be a, a widowed mother. It could be a, a woman living all alone that, that really doesn't have family. Whoever is in charge, the head of the household places the image in that place of honor and really is recognizes the authority that they have and the opportunity they have to lead. And that's a tremendous experience. And we have with honoring the Sacred Heart, we, we have a little period of preparation. Yeah. And um, the missionaries come. You can order a self-enthronement kit. But if you're here in Columbus, connect with a local missionary. They're usually right in your own parish. And they're people that had had this impactful experience and they want to pass it on. But they, they lead you in the prayers. They help you come together. They take away the element of intimidation. And I know that my parents always say on radio, we're not going to go in every single person's bedroom. You know, (laughs) we want to go into one room. We'll gather on your couch. We don't even need a drink of water, but we'll teach you to pray. And, you know, graces then can flow. And, and from that enthronement, 
comes the understanding of honoring. And that's where my conversion takes place. Wanting to get to mass, you know, more than just on Sunday, you know, turning to daily prayer, turning to the rosary, turning to these graces that are being offered to us as Catholics to, to be stronger in our faith. And, you know, I always say in my family, let's just move that line. I think of football. I have all these mm-hmm. sons that play Absolutely. football. Let's, yeah. let's continue to help the culture to move closer to Christ. And we can be his tiny little instrument um, that God can work through us. I always think of it, you know, if not us, then who? And if not now, when? You know, and a lot of times the kids will look at the parents like, are you serious? We're actually doing this. <laughs> like We have strangers coming to our home and we have to pray the rosary with them. <laughs> and it's kind of like that. Okay, how far do we have to go before we're that family, you know? Well, and actually, every family is supposed to be that family. Every family is, every family is supposed to be that domestic church, that place where the, the Lord is present. And a lot of times we look with envy um, or admiration at the family down the street that's truly alive in their faith. They're very much alive in their faith. They know their scriptures. They might not share our Catholic faith, but they're alive in their Christian experience, and we Catholics, we are so used to settling for two less. We settle for the bare minimum. And then we get upset when our loved ones are pulled away, washed away, or fall away, or run away from the Lord. And then we beat ourselves up. Now is the time to stop that in the home. Bring the Lord in. Instruct those that we live with as to the ways of God and as to the patience and mercy of his love But let us also help one another understand that in order to be fully alive, we have to be rooted in him. And it may not seem like the cool thing to do for the 14-year-old. It's definitely not going to be the cool thing to do for the 17-year-old. You know, there's only so much that the eyes can roll in different directions. But as the mom, dad, the grandmother, the grandfather, the guardian, the adult, as the older sibling, as the younger sibling, you know, if the Lord is placing it on your heart to bring his heart into your home, there's really no option. That's the Lord saying, you need me, and you need everything I can do for you and do with you. Bring me into the home. And I've loved how the Sacred Heart has been brought into several parish schools, and the children learn about the Lord's Sacred Heart, and then they take the Lord into the home, and they ask mom or dad, can we have the Sacred Heart of Jesus present here? Mom or dad, growing up in the last 20, 30, 40 years, they don't know what their child's talking about. They're like Sacred Heart of Jesus, what what is this? Yeah. And it's a powerful opportunity to open oneself up to the Holy Spirit and to acknowledge that we're in we're truly in the palm of the Lord's hand, and He's guiding, He's prompting, He's loving. And uh, you know, we've worked our way through a bunch of the different promises of the Sacred Heart. And on this first Friday of the month of August here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we bring to you the Sacred Heart Hour. And our primary task here is to make known the Lord the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus' sacred heart, the promise he, promises he makes to all of us who return to his sacred heart to bring him into our lives, into our homes, into our places of work, even into our cars. And we've made our way through these different promises, 12 in total. And on this first Friday, you know, to consider the last of the 12 promises Jesus makes with humanity. The all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. What more can Catholics offer this world than the Lord himself? You know, a lot of us saw the movie Paul, um, the Apostle of Christ, you know, And you saw Paul primarily throughout the documentary, the movie, uh, in jail. 
And he had that peace because the Lord was there, you know, and that there's this deep sense of abiding peace, even in the midst of the darkness of his situation and his context. But he had that peace that came from knowing the Lord. And he knew him on a first name basis, which is powerful. You know, he knew the Lord, not just because he got thrown off a horse, but you know, <laughs> he loved the Lord. And um, that's what we need as Catholic Christians. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, or what you do. Each one of us needs to have that intimacy with Christ and to have his heart as our heart. I just want to comment briefly that, you know, as we said, the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network is one of the aspects of what I'm doing is helping promote this network, is that I want you to think about your own personal network. Who are the people in your life that need Jesus Christ right now? And I just challenge you to jot down five people's names. Who are the people you're constantly praying for? You know, you have an opportunity to invite them to have their the sacred heart of Jesus enthroned in their home, brought into their home. And oftentimes our, our Catholic priests, God bless them so much, they, they hear day in and day out about people's struggles, and they are there to minister. But as the laity, we know, we know oftentimes firsthand the very beginning of possibly a family that's starting to crack or, you know, where they, a family might come to you and say, I, I, I caught my son and he was looking at inappropriate sites on the, on the internet and I didn't know what to do. Invite them in that moment to enthrone their home. Or someone might say, I think I'm going to lose my job and I don't know what I'm going to do. Invite them to enthrone their home. Our fan, our, you know, we're going to go bankrupt and our family finances are struggling. Invite Jesus into their home. You get to be the ambassador for our Lord. So as we reflect on the word network, it's outside of even Columbus, Ohio, right? As St. Gabriel can be accessed in this this um, radio program can be downloaded, you know, send this, forward this to other people. And maybe, um, you know, another person in Iowa might be the person you're going to offer the enthronement. We have self-enthronement kits that you can purchase right at enthronements.com. They are DVDs, free DVDs that, that are downloadable on our YouTube on our website where you can hear Father Stosh give you a daily reflection as you prepare. So these are real tools to help you in this process of growing closer to our Lord. Bill and Emily, our hour is coming to a close. But oh, the Lord does We could listen to you all day long. <laughs> oh, but I can't. So, <laughs> so, so thankfully, uh, you know, we are so grateful to have had this opportunity to spend this hour with all of you who are listening with us, either um, through the radio or online. And uh, as we bring to a close this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, I just invite you to join your intentions, to join your lives, to all of us here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, as we offer ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, um, towards his glory, towards his mercy, towards his love. And looking ahead, we invite you to please consider um, the Congress of the Sacred Heart offered this November, uh, November 10th, I believe. I should know. Yep, November 10th. Look it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a St. Michael Church. We look ahead towards the Congress of the Sacred Heart, our annual gathering here. We unite ourselves together in prayer, and we bring ourselves before the Lord Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, his mother. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our families and of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless all of our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know you better, to love you more and to serve you without faltering. Amen, and God bless you. WVSG, Columbus, Ohio. 
statewide. This is the home for listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820.